Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stegman, and with me is my pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's right. Uh, we're bringing you the show High Spirits in which we talk about ghosts and we drink booze. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we do those things. We do do those things. Um, so, yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, who are you sponsored by tonight? Uh, I am sponsored by the Boda Brick. Oh, I see it. It's the uh, small version of the Boda Box. I didn't even know they do bricks. Yeah, Boda oh. Brick. That'll crash through your window. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's in our uh, High Spirits Tumblr. It's in the High Spirits one. Wait, did you get another one or did you get that from my cabinet? I took that from your cabinet. Okay. <laughs> I just came in and made myself at home. No, I'm glad you did. I was like, <laughs> did we get another? Nope, nope. I just know where everything is here. Yeah. Um, in the ghost studio. <laughs> <laughs> this is mine now. Exactly. Um, how about you? Your cup almost runneth over. It does. I actually put too much Daisy Cutter in this uh, particular glass. But I'm drinking Daisy Cutter, which is Half Acre uh, Brewing, which is in Chicago. And yeah. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't, because uh, it tastes a bit like grass and metal to other people. I, to I, me, I, it's, it appears I like those tastes. <laughs> grass and metal. Um, I think Maybe I'm a horse. It is refreshing and uh, a nice light beer sometimes to have. Oh, okay. But I don't drink it all, all the time. You never drink it. Sometimes I'll have one. Okay. If I'm at a bar that has beer. <laughs> Which Not is, many do. Nope. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> I think we're starting too early in the evening. Sure. Uh, I don't know. No, we're doing, we're killing it. We're killing it already. Fuck. This is already our best episode. Um, so we are high spirits. Be, let's uh, plug a few things before we begin. You can follow us on Facebook at high spirits, Chicago on Instagram at high spirits, Chicago on the Twitter. Yeah. At high, high spirits, Chicago. It's true. Um, on SoundCloud. High Spirits Chicago. Uh-huh. And iTunes. High Spirits Chicago Podcast. And be sure to rate us and review us. Yeah. On uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. That's how people find us and like us, I guess. Yeah. Cool. Um, anything else you <laughs> want to talk about? Uh, yeah. I, uh, Mary Tyler Moore is now a ghost. Yeah. And uh, I, I honestly loved her. I thought that she was a really... Just such a great lady. And, like, her show... When you think about it, in the 70s, for her to be a single lady and not be, like, like man-focused, right. but to be, like, a career lady with friendships and, and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, it was just sort of, um, I think, ahead of its time. Very much. Um, <clears throat> she, The fact that she, yeah, she was a career woman, um, all the things you just said. like And really put Minneapolis on the map. Really put Minneapolis on the map, <laughs> but very inspiring, I think, for a lot of young women at that time. Mm-hmm. And even like for me, cause my dad loved the Dick Van Dyke show. I grew up with Mary Tyler Moore. Um, and that was him. I'm not aging myself. He watched the reruns, everybody. Sure. Um, you're 24. I am 24 years old. Then <laughs> <laughs> look every bit of it. Uh-huh. Um, but he, so I grew up with Mary Tyler Moore in my house and even on the Dick Van Dyke show, like, they even though they didn't share a bed, um, <laughs> which right. I always thought was so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but she like was a, a kind of I don't want to say like a strong woman, but she had yeah. like she was very much an equal part of that marriage, which mm-hmm. I thought again for that time period 
was a little ahead of its time and kind of progressive. So, um, very, you know, an, an amazing spokesperson for diabetes and yeah, she had the beats. Yep. She had the beats. And, um, so something that I believe very strongly in, and also I believe she was very involved in, um, I might be confusing her with somebody else, but I thought that she was involved with the animal rescue as well. Dunno. But she just like somebody who I feel like was, yeah, just really inspiring. And yeah. And my sister and I, um, one of our favorite movies and, mm-hmm. Maybe other people out there like it too. Uh, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Yes. Uh, How can you not? Right. (laughs) So we would always do the part of, I'm the Mary. I'm I'm the the Mary. Mary. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because they both wanted to be Mary and not uh, Rhoda. Right. I mean, I frankly think I'm Rhoda, so I I wouldn't aggrandize myself. I always felt more of a Rhoda too, (laughs) but I like wearing scarves on my head. Sure. I'm I'm like a quirky basket case. Right. I'm a mess. Yeah. Um, but who doesn't want to be the quirky friend? I don't know. I would always, I, you know, I would yeah. prefer to be the lead. <laughs> I accepted a long time ago that sure. I was the character actress. <laughs> so, uh, oh, so yeah, rest in peace, Mary, um, Tyler Moore. Yeah. You may be. Uh, if you are, um, in the mood to communicate or if you'd like to prove that there's life <laughs> after death, um, definitely we have some light switches in the ghost studio that you can turn on and off. Mm-hmm. So, um, or, you know, anything. I could use a good spooking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I watched too. a couple of creepy movies this last week, and they were just okay. Okay. I watched Lights Out, I'm starring sorry. Maria Bello. Okay. I'm giving my movie review. This is a movie review section, sure. right? Yeah. Um, which was actually kind of creepy. And then last, yesterday? Doesn't matter. I watched The Visitor. Okay. Or Visitors? Visitors. Which is an M. Night... Were you there? I don't know. <laughs> Was this a dream? That's the twist. Um, it's, a, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. Oh. Is he still making movies? He sure is. Good for him. Um, and with the M. Night Shyamalan, there's always a twist. Yeah. So I was just kind of like waiting for it and waiting for it. And it's one of those movies where I'm like, there might not be a twist in this one. Was there? The twist might be that there's not one. There is. Okay. Um, it was good. They weren't visitors. They were hosts. No, I don't want to give it away. Oh, okay. In case people haven't seen it. Got um, it. It's the one where the kids go to visit their grandparents. Yeah. That's... And something's weird. Something's off with grandma and grandpa. You Nana just and Pop ruined Pop. the whole thing. Nope. Yep. You nope. just ruined it. You would have known that from the trailer. Oh. Anyway, what else? <laughs> I think that's it. Okay. Why don't we do your ghost story? All right. This is a long one, so we need to take up all of the time that we have. Yeah, I was going to say, don't tell them that in advance. Let me explain to you how much time I'm going to need. This is short, funny, and plucky. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. It's going to be a long ride. All right. Today, Jay, I want to tell you about the Winchester Mansion. I love it. Are you familiar? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. I'm super excited. Have you ever been? No. Um, I want to go. Shall we go? We should go. <gasps> we should go. And do a seance for Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's happening. Um, all right. So. I actually probably shouldn't say the things that we were supposed to do because we get emails. And we'll end up. <laughs> I know. And then we have we'll a bourbon episode. The Winchester House, like, um, doing heroin and <laughs> trying to get Mary Tyler Moore to talk I, to us. for the record, have not agreed to do any heroin. No. Um, Guys, keep it all booze related. Booze only, kids. Yeah. And moonshine does not count as booze. <laughs> oh, I forgot we agreed to that. I know. <laughs> um, cool. I'm not uh, doing moonshine. 
We have a year for that, right? Something like that. All right. So the Winchester Mansion is um, a large piece of property located in San Jose, California. Ooh. Northern California. Yeah. Um, which was built by uh, one Sarah Winchester, who was the um, heir to the Winchester Rifle um, fortune, I guess we would call it. Um, so let me give you a little bit of history about Sarah and the mansion before and and how she got there. So Sarah Winchester was born Sarah Party in September of 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. She was the belle of the city. And okay. she was uh, very well received at social events because she was um, very musically inclined. She was fluent in multiple foreign languages. What those were, I don't know. Okay. But she spoke more than one. More than one. Um, and she, she was described as having sparkling charm. Oh, yeah. I would love somebody to describe me that way. Yeah, I would too. Sparkles with charm. Um, she was a wee woman. Instead, they're like, <laughs> I don't know. Keep going. Oh, her. Um, <laughs> her? Um, mm. So uh, she was small. She was only 4'10". That is tiny. Tiny, tiny. Um, well, 1800s. So I mean, people were smaller then. But despite her small <laughs> stature, she was very... I mean, Abraham Lincoln is also from the 1800s. Touche. Okay. Um, uh, but despite her small stature, people um, thought she was kind of feisty. She had a lot of personality. Um, she was very just... People were very... Um, Attracted, attracted to, her. to her. Thank you. Uh, on <clears throat> September 30th, 1862. Your birthday. She, nope. <laughs> I was like, is it? <laughs> um, she mar- married William Wirt Winchester. <laughs> and in parentheses next to that, I wrote WWW in case I forgot <laughs> that his initials are WWW. Dot com. Um, he's the original. Um, William Wirt Winchester was the son of, um, the man who started the Winchester, uh, rifle, uh, corporation, um, and whose name I did not write down here. Um, so quickly, soon after, so they got married, um, kind of at the cusp of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. So this is when, like, Winchester rifles really started to take off, and Mm so, um, the fortune just, like, grew, Right yeah. after they got married. And so they just, like, came into all this money. Yeah, they were supplying. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. everything. Um, four years later, after they were married. It's a good time to be uh, a munitions dealer. Right. Right. <laughs> just just when a war breaks out. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, those guys are making so much money right now. Just selling to anybody. Who? The arms dealers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who's that now? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I thought you had a name. No. That we would stop that somebody would call Arms dealers. I don't know who sells things. Right. Blackwater? Is that a thing? No. Blackwater is a thing, but they don't sell arms. They're contractors. Contractors. Right. So they like put up uh, bases very quickly. and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have their book over there if you want to. Oh, I'm good. See? Over Blackwater. Yep. There it is. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it's basically, um, military contractors. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, and I think they're a subsidiary of Halliburton. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So four years later after they were married, um, they had a daughter, Anna. Um, but soon after Anna was born, she contracted an illness called 
Marasmus? Don't know. I don't know it. I've never heard of it before. It's a um, children's disease disease in which the body wastes away. Oh my god. It just sounds so painful and miserable. Yeah. Um so I I don't know if that's still a thing or not. Like it must I don't know if it has something to do with like bacteria or that's awful. Yeah, it's terrible. So she died. Well, um, we might follow up with that and if you see anything right. about Marasmus, um Look, look for that on the Facebook page. Please do. Yeah, I should have. Um, I wanted to look up a lot of things, but I, I didn't because there's so much to the story. And yeah. I'm a jerk. No, you're great. Um, so she she died like nine days later. After July, she was born? Yeah. Yeah. On July 24th. So um, Sarah kind of went a little um, mad with grief. Like she was just devastated by right, this. As she obviously. should. Yeah. Um, and it took her, people say it took her almost a decade to recover from it. Oh, uh, yeah. And then on, did she have any other kiddos or that was the one? That was it. They never had any other children. Did it, uh, you may or may not know this. Was that choice or did it also harm her? By choice. Okay. She just couldn't handle it. Okay. So they never had children. And then on, um, <clears throat> March 7th of, 1881, so that's like 19 years after they were married, um, William died of pulmonary tuberculosis. Oh. So um, this just like, she couldn't handle it. Like she just like was grief stricken again. Like she was alone and she had all this money and she didn't know what to do with herself. Um, And so... um, Kind of uh, by the at the advice of a friend, this is the story. Okay. Um, at the advice of a friend, she met with a medium who interesting performed a seance, and um, the medium said she was channel- uh, channeling William, who told her to move west, sell the house in West Haven, and move. Con- west. Oh, they were in Connecticut. At that they time. were in Connecticut. So she was going to go all the way to San Jose. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um. He said to move west and build a house and never stop building the house because this house needs to um, home all of the spirits that were killed by Winchester rifles. And that was her task. So just a little context here of how much money they were bringing in because it's crazy. Okay. Um, So she inherited more than $20.5 million after he died. In 1880. In 1881. Shit. She received um, like 49.3% of uh, Winchester Repeating Arms Company. And she never remarried? She never remarried. Okay. So by... um, You think like all the men would be knocking on that door, crazy or not. Right. But she was was also um, very independent and really kind of like did her own thing. She didn't really... So no gold digger was going to get that. No. Okay. Um, so she, when she received, um, her percentage of ownership, um, it gave her an income of roughly $1,000 per day, which is 1881 again. Yeah. Today, that's the equivalent of about $23,000 a day. Yeah, dude. That's awesome and crazy. Mm -hmm. So this just gave her like the freedom to do whatever the hell she wanted to do. So she sold the house. And she took off and headed west, and she landed in San Jose. Um, in 1884, she purchased an unfinished farmhouse in the Santa Clara Valley, 
Um, and uh, I believe she purchased it for $62,000. I don't have it written here. But it said that um, what one of the things I read said that she basically talked this man into who was a, a, a doctor into selling this house and 162 acres that the house was on to her. And it took him a little, it took him a little bit to finally be like, all right, I'll sell you my house. Oh, wow. So she, so it wasn't up for sale. She just saw it, liked it, wanted it. She saw it and she, there was something about it. She had to have it. She was attracted to it. So, um, she began working on it immediately. Carpenters were hired and worked on the house day and night and became it until it became seven stories tall. Oh my God. Um, she never used an architect and she just kept adding on to the building kind of haphazardly. So um, there are many, many oddities and this is what makes the house. Um, this is the one thing that most people hear about the house is yeah. that um, there are doors and stairs that go to nowhere. Yeah. Windows overlooking other rooms and stairs with odd sized risers. Um, and so there we'll get to why those things are there. That's possibly because there are a couple theories. Interesting. Mm hmm. So, um, so here, here are some of the details about the location. Um, it was seven stories before the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco. Oh yeah. Okay. Or that area. Mm -hmm. Um, so when that happened, it actually toppled the top three stories. So now the house is four stories and it's remained that way ever since. Oh. Um, and I'll get into why she never rebuilt on top of it. Um, this I think is kind of funny. Um, it, the house is predominantly made of redwood because she preferred the wood, but she didn't like the look of it. Hmm. So she bought like all of this paint to paint the redwood. That's so crazy. So it was like gallons of like, I think it was like 30,000 gallons of paint. Oh, is it white? It's, it's like a, a house, right? no, it's oh. like a yellowy color. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but it's so tremendous. Like, I feel like it's probably a lot of colors. I don't know. But so I don't know it. Redwood's like a really tough wood, right? Is that I believe so. what it is? So it's probably like built to last kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I'm taking a break for a drink. <laughs> uh, I'm like holding this up to my glass. I know. For my you are moment. so um, waiting, waiting for me to provide any banter at all, but I'm just listening. Say more words. Um, <laughs> so the house is built on a floating foundation, which is why they think that it survived oh, that earthquake okay. as well as, um, the other, like there was that big earthquake in what was that? 1992. Yes. Um, so or 91, 91, 92, 92. Yeah. Something like that. Um, so they think that's why it's been able to withstand like, um, forces of nature over all this time. Um, there are 161 rooms. So just like picture that in your mind, mm -hmm. like that's insane. Like this just sprawls out. Like when you look at the aerial shots of it, it just, it, it, this place looks like incredible to me and I can't wait to someday go there. Yeah. Um, there are 40 bedrooms, two ballrooms, one completed, one unfinished, 47 fireplaces, 10,000 panes of, of glass. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. 17 chimneys with the evidence of two others. <laughs> because there are rooms that have been built over or secret. Yeah. There are two basements, three elevators. Um, like I said before, it was originally on 162 acres, but now they've cut that down and only occupies 4.5. So basically covers enough to um, house the building. 
Are they still building? No. And who has the house now? Is it like a national park thing or? It was purchased by, um, so after she died, um, it was purchased by um, a company. uh, So here's the thing. When she died, she left pretty much everything to her niece except for the house. There was never mention of what, who would get the house. That's weird. So the niece basically like took what she wanted and she sold everything else. Um, there was like a rumor that it took like a couple weeks to actually like get everything out of there. Like because <laughs> sure. moving trucks kept coming in. Um, and then it was purchased by a company that's called Winchester investments. Um, it's a privately held company and it represents the descendants of um, John and Mamie Brown, who are the people who actually um, bought it for $135,000 in uh, February of 1923. So it was actually sold in auction by a local investor. So, um, because, like, the niece was kind of like, I don't want this. Right. And she was the one towards the end of Sarah's life that um, was kind of handling all of her business and dealing with everything because Sarah was ill and old. Um, she was like, she, I think she lived to be like 83. Yep. That's great. So she died, she died on September 4th, 1922 at 83 in her sleep after what they say was a conference session with the spirits in the seance room. Oh, they had a seance room. So she, there's a seance room in the house. Delicious. So she did that, went, retired to her room and then died in her sleep. That's wonderful. They maybe were like, come to us. Yeah. So, um, a few other things about the house. There are only two mirrors that were installed in the place because Sarah believed that ghosts were afraid of their reflection. Oh, so they wouldn't stop in and hang out? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, there are gold and silver chandeliers everywhere, hand-inlaid parquet floors and trim. Um, so, like, spared no expense. Mm-hmm. Um, as she got older, she had uh, debilitating arthritis, so she had special easy rider- riser stairways installed. Oh, like that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. What yeah. am I thinking of? Is that that's not Gremlins? You are thinking of Gremlins. Oh, okay. But she's got like the chairlift that takes her. But that's I think what I that's what she had. Um, oh. And that's another thing that they talk about because she, um, there were so many things um, like technologically advanced things like she had um, steam and forced air heating, and this is in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. Um, Modern indoor toilets and plumbing. She had push-button gas lights. Um, her personal bathroom had um, a hot shower. Was uh, hot, had a hot shower. Had a hot shower what? and That's, indoor plumbing. Oh my like, god! She had like all of these things. Um, she had so Winchester money. She had Winchester money. Uh-huh. She was Winchester money. <laughs> um, she had a shower curtain and a bath <laughs> <right>. mat. <laughs> She had all of the things. Uh-huh. Um, a medicine cabinet without a mirror. Yes. You want the ghost to come. Right. Not in the bathroom. Well, that's the worst when you're standing in the bathroom. And a ghost comes to you. Oh, God. That happened to Winston Churchill. Did it? In the White House. Oh, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big fear of mine is that, like... <laughs> a ghost will get you in the bathroom. I'll be standing, I'll be standing in the bathroom and I'll, the mirror will be steamed over... And then, like, you guys all know the image. Like, Classic, yeah. Yeah, you wipe it off and there's somebody standing behind you. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Like, I can't... I feel like that wouldn't happen to me. No, I would 
Probably happened to me, though. Um, okay. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I think so. I just feel like I... I don't know. I, I have a good sense of things. Mm-hmm. Um, my, like my skin tingles and I just, I just, I know when someone's standing behind me. So here's all I'm saying. Right. Um, the, the mirror would be fogged up. I just wouldn't unfog it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, like, I'd be like, I get it. You're here. But I'm that, what I mean, what I'm saying is I will never see that image in the mirror. Cause my fucking hand is not wiping that. Fog I off. will not. Well, I also run the fan in my bathroom. So my mirror doesn't fog up. Oh, okay. But I'm also that person. Like if I go into my bathroom at night, I need to make sure that like the lights are all on before I walk in. Oh, like I, I won't look at the mirror. Like I'll keep my head down because I'm so afraid of what I'm going to see. Cause I'm a big wuss. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. I can't. Cause when I walk into my bathroom, the mirror is like right there. Yeah. So I've got mirrors all over my bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it does so. not bother me. And by the way, I uh, would do my, my usual uh, thing that works for all ghosts. This is like pro tip, by the way, for all right, our listeners. I'm, I'm looking at you. Like, <laughs> tell and, us, please. Uh, all you have to say is if you're around a ghost that you don't want to be around, you say, uh, I respect you. Mm-hmm. I know you're here. Please leave me alone. And they will. All right. <laughs> you look, you look skeptical. No, I sort of believe that. Don't be one of those batshit people. Like, like the ghost adventures that are like, come on, you pussy. Like, you <laughs> Show yourself. Show yourself. <laughs> Uh, if you, it, listen, guys, we've talked, maybe we haven't talked to this extent on this particular program, but Noel and I have talked about, um, how much effort it would take for a ghost to manifest themselves Mm -hmm. in order for us to recognize that they are a ghost. I mean, this is essential because human beings, we, we lack basic noticing skills. I mean, in terms of paying attention. Right. Um, so they have worked this hard to come to you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably going to listen to you as well. So if you're like, uh, I am afraid. I respect you. Please mm-hmm. leave me alone. Right. You can even say, I'm not the person that you're looking for. Right. Sometimes they just need a little bit of like guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, are you lost? <laughs> they probably <laughs> are. I mean, here's the thing. Like with this Winchester house and some other things right. that we'll talk about. Um, Many of these people are, or let's say ghosts or resonant energy, they're, they really are just lost. Right. Right. And you happen to be skilled enough or they've happened to present themselves in a way that is, um, uh, working. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Well, and I think this, I mean, in this case too, um, it, it, like this house was built allegedly specifically to house these spirits. And so... And that's the, that's the dead of the victims of the Winchester rifle. Correct. Got it. So you're, you're looking at pretty much like hundreds of thousands, hundreds <laughs> of thousands. And these are like soldiers. Yeah. Um, and you know, if, if we're talking, if they're like intelligent ghosts or it's an intelligent haunting, um, are they lost? Do they know they like, must be. that they've been picked up and moved into this house? <laughs> All like, the way to the West Coast. They're like, listen, I was fighting for the Confederacy one minute. Yeah. I was <laughs> in Gettysburg and now I'm in California. <laughs> right. The weather's nice, but. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that that's how this works, but um, it's a, it's a fun idea and yeah. it's a fun thought. Um, and we're going to get to like the ghosting stuff, but I want to talk a little bit more about just like some of the, um, 
uh, things in within the home, the house, um, and some of the quirks there. Uh, so many of the stained glass windows were created by the Tiffany Company. Ooh, fancy. Yeah. So um, some were designed specifically from her and others by her, including a spiderweb window um, that featured her favorite web design. So she was her really... Her favorite spiderweb uh-huh. design? Uh-huh. And the repetition of the number 13. She was obsessed with the number 13. Okay, why? Um, not, not clear. Okay. There are a couple of things that we'll get into later that <clears throat> might explain it, but um, I think it has more to do with 13 just being... A weirdo number. A haunted number, yeah. Um, but that window was never installed. But it exists in the so-called $25,000 storage room. Um, Let's go. Yeah, we have to go. So um, a second window was designed by Tiffany himself um, so that when the sunlight strikes the prismatic uh, crystals, a rainbow is cast across the room. Um, But the window was installed in an interior wall with a room with no light exposure. So you never see it. What? Yeah. It's crazy. Sarah. This house. She, um, some people state that she remodeled the interior more than 600 times. Okay. And so she just kept moving. Like there were constant, like there were carpenters and there were builders, like there were people working in this house 24 hours a day, nonstop. Now she never slept in the same room twice. What? She bounced around. Well, she had to, if, if you think about it. But she always slept in a different room every night. I'm so into that. That's so weird. She, yeah, it's it's just kind of like crazy. So she's beyond quirky. She is beyond quirky. Okay. She is like the queen of, <laughs> like she was known as just being this extremely eccentric one, woman. But now I get why there were no gold diggers. Yeah. Like, but she. <laughs> You'd have to put up with a lot to get that right, cash. But she was allegedly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of like, I'm like, I would love to have known her because I would be just fascinated by her. You collect weirdos and freaks. I do. (laughs) I would be, I would just sit there and watch her move and I would be so happy. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, look at her now. Look what she's doing now. I'd be like, Noelle, she has 15 cats. Let's leave. (laughs) Oh my God. And they're all on her. I know. I'd be like... (laughs) I wish I didn't have my mental problems because I'd be like, I'm getting toxoplasmosis. It's time to go. And you'd be like, I'm spending the night. <laughs> I'm so excited. We're going to have a slumber party in oh. front of one of the 47 fireplaces. In fact, we're going to visit every single one tonight. Yeah. Well, I would do um, that. <laughs> um, I just feel like so was it dirty in there. Well, now. Or was it just like so wood chippy construction-y? I think it was just construction-y, but I think that she kept it pretty clean for the most part like it was livable um well you do see that there's a huge divide between pretty clean and livable i know i do (laughs) the gulf in there i mean you know well she had like but she had like an entire staff of like maids and butlers and housekeepers and like she had all of these people she was never alone okay she had all of these people in this house with her including the carpenters and were they all uh crazy balls too um no but the thing with her was that she paid so well that people wanted to work for her. Yeah. And she had people that worked for her for years because she was paying them better than anybody else. Sure. And she would actually like poach them from other jobs <laughs> and be like, I'm going to pay you $1,000 for this job for a week of work. And they'd be like, all right, Miss Winchester, we're on our way. That's amazing. Yeah. Like she, 
was just like bleeding money. Um, <laughs> she's like, cut my finger, watch the coins pop out. What a weirdo. I love so her. Weird. So, um, so now the house is, um, once, uh, what are their names? John and Mamie Brown purchased the house. They actually opened it up. They purchased it specifically, um, as a tourist attraction. Okay. That so was they a smart move. never lived there. It's always been that since they purchased it in 1923. Um, in fact, um, the, um, one of the first people to tour the house was Harry Houdini. <gasps> cool. In 1924. Um, and, and he was probably so mad about it cause he was mad about spiritualists. Right, exactly. So he actually um, went in to kind of like dispute all of it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, since then, do you it's think that's called, why he died? I do. I think that Sarah Winchester <laughs> shot him with a ghost rifle <laughs> in the he, stomach because he had uh, he pancreatitis, right? Right, right. But they said it was because, because somebody he got he punched, punched in the stomach. But really, it was the ghost rifle, and it went into the stomach. <gasps> Um, you heard it here first. Now you all know. Um, so, so, oh, let's talk about the 13 thing. So, so it's, they, they host tours now. They started doing overnight stays for people. Hell yeah. I'm into that. They're doing like they're just how much does it cost? You know, big cash cow. You know what? I don't know that, but what I can tell you is that it has um three a three point three star review on Yelp, <laughs> and a three, I, I want to know what the bad ones are. The three point nine star review on Google. Um, I didn't I didn't read through the, the reviews, but I did. It's like oh, whenever I go to the bathroom and my mirror steamed up, I wipe it, and there's not a ghost. <laughs> Dissatisfied completely. Right. <laughs> Breakfast was good. <laughs> a disturbing lack of ghosts. <laughs> um, I slept through the fucking night. Two stars. <laughs> so uh, just to kind of talk a little bit more about the 13. So the number 13 is um, kind of all over the place. Okay. So it's um, it's the number 13 in spiderweb motifs, um, which carries spiritual significance significance um for her and uh yeah so there's an expensive imported chandelier that originally had 12 candle holders but it was altered to accommodate 13 um wall cloth cloth hooks are in multiples of 13 um spiderweb patterns stained glasses contain 13 colored stones the drain covers on the sinks also also have 13 holes um and in tribute, the drain counters on the sink. What's that? The drain covers. Oh, did I say counters? <laughs> no, I'm I'm no, I know. I know. The covers have 13 holes. I was holes. trying to like listen. I'm like, wait, why? Yeah. And then um, in tribute, the house's current groundskeepers have created a topiary tree. Topiary? Topiary. Topiary. Um, shaped like the number 13. Oh, cool. And then on every Friday the 13th, the large bell on the property is rung 13 times at 1300 hours. Okay. So kind of cool. That's cool. Um, it's declared the house was declared a California landmark, and is registered with the National Park Service as a large odd dwelling with an unknown number of rooms. <laughs> um, it's better than being listed as like fucking crazy lady. <laughs> this crazy bitch's house, right? Um, Although now that I think about it, I kind of like that. I like that. I like that. 
some crazy bitch's house. <laughs> um, that's what happened to Doris Feather's house. Aww. <laughs> oh, Doris. No, Sorry they sold it. Um, uh, fun fact, in 2016, another room was found and made available for viewing in the cool. public. I'm going to get to how they found that. Um, it's an attic space, and it contains a pump organ, a Victorian couch, dress form, sh- sewing machine, and paintings. So here's why they're still finding rooms. The earthquake. So. Of, 90- of 19- 1906. Oh. So like I said before, the top three floors collapsed into the garden, and they'd never be rebuilt. Um, so, um, so I was saying how she slept in a different room every night. So uh-huh. this night... The night of the earthquake, Sarah was sleeping in a room called the Daisy Room. And the fireplace that was in that room um, collapsed and it shifted the room and it trapped her inside. And because of that, she was convinced that the earthquake was a sign from the spirits who were very angry because she had almost completed the house. So (laughs) Uh to ensure the house would never be finished again, she decided to board up the front 30 rooms so that the house would never be complete. And so that when the spirits who fell in the collapsed area, um, they would be trapped inside there forever. Oh yeah. So kind of dark, Sarah. Yeah. Sarah is kind of dark. That's not who I thought you were. No. I'm going to talk about some ghost stuff. Um, yes, please. All right. So obviously, Lots of psychics have, have visited the house. Yeah. Um, and they're all convinced, or most of them are convinced, that spirits wander the house. Um, no clarity on who they may be, just that they exist. Yeah. Um, a lot of the employees say that it's mostly, like, mischievous stuff, like um, footsteps, banging doors, mysterious voices, windows. Um, windows that bang so hard they shadow, shatter. <gasps> Cold spots. Strange moving lights, so probably orbs. Mm-hmm. Um, doorknobs that turn by themselves. Yeah. Um, some believe that Sarah haunts the place as well. Um, so the first attempt to contact her was by Harry Houdini. Yeah. Nineteen twenty-four. I was hoping we'd hear more from him. Um, and then he later spoke against spiritualism and specifically of her spiritualism in like lectures that he gave. Got it. But this was while he, while he was still, like, into it and trying to contact his mother. Got it. So he also tried to, like, contact Sarah. Um, other attempts to contact her through seances have been unsuccessful. Uh, so more than likely, she gone. Good. I hope, I yeah. hope she is. She's had, she had it rough. Yeah. Like. Um, however. I bet in the afterlife she's best friends with uh, Molly Todd. Oh my god, I hope so. Yeah, right? I hope so. Uh, of course, by Molly Todd, I'm speaking of uh, Mary Todd Lincoln, who was one of our famous... <laughs> no, hell's pouring wine and smiling so goofily. <laughs> Just pouring it from the tap. Um, <laughs> and hitting it. <laughs> well, because it drips from the thing, so I want to get that last... Yeah, if you get that on my white couch, I will murder you. I know, that's why I'm tapping it into my glass, so it's not okay. dripping on your white couch, dude. Come on! All right, so um, there was there was an instance um, several years ago where the office manager was walking through the first floor and she noticed an older woman sitting in a chair yes. um, in the formal dining room and the woman was small and dressed in Victoria era clothing. Who could it have been? I don't know. It's a mystery. Was it was it Elizabeth Cady Stanton? Perhaps. <laughs> <Was> <laughs> Elizabeth <it>? Cady Stanton. <laughs> Susan B. Anthony. 
<laughs> it's definitely one of those ladies. Okay, it's not the it's not the short woman it's not Sarah Winchester. The four ten Sarah, or wasn't it a reenactor? <gasps> because oh, later that day she twist. asked the tour manager um, why no one informed her that there was a promotional activity that day because they bring in people to like reenact things mm-hmm. and play different actors. Um, and the tour manager was like, nope, no, no promotional things, like no reenactments. And she was like, but this lady was dressed like Mrs. Winchester. Oh. And the tour manager was like, nope, don't know what you're talking about. Like, who are you talking about? They went to the dining room. No one was there. And the chair where the old woman had was sitting had been like pushed back into the place, into place. Like it had never been touched. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Cool. So that's possibly a thing. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah, I do too. There's another one. This one, I, this one I really <laughs> like. Um, uh, that one of the men who had worked on the house, like one of the builders, um, has stuck around in the basement. Oh, his um, ghost. His ghost. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I just thought was, you meant he was just still down there. Well, just hanging out. <laughs> Just got to finish this house. He just can never be finished. He's like the guy in uh, Indiana Jones in the last crusade. Who's like guarding the grail. Yeah. He's that dude. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he can't, he can't die or leave until like somebody takes his place to finish the house. Interesting. Um, oh man. I would love that. Also very sad for him. Sure. But he must be so strong. <laughs> Doing all that building. Oh my god! All that slinging of a hammer. Yeah, that's how you hammer, right? Like this. Uh, no, that is how you stick your hand out a window and let the wind <laughs> ride it. Yeah, the Bernoulli effect. <laughs> um, this is why none of my pictures look right on the wall. <laughs> They're all like tilted. Yeah, you're um, really doing hammering wrong. <laughs> Nobody ever told Which me. Which is shocking because all your other object work is on point. <laughs> but hammering is very limp wristed. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Um, so, yeah. So uh, many people have reported seeing him, a, a man wearing um, uh, workman's heavy coveralls. And um, he was he was also spotted in a photo that was taken by a caretaker on New Year's Eve. Um, just kind of like hanging out in the picture. Sweet. So... There's also the comforting odor of a warm meal. <laughs> I don't know what that is supposed to smell like. I don't know what that like. means at all. That's uh, supposed comforting. Maybe it's like meatloaf and mashed potato. What is that? A warm meal I smell? <laughs> the comforting smell of cooked food. Do you smell that? Is that yeah. It smells like cooked food. A warm meal? <laughs> not too hot not too cold oh man i love that so much so uh <laughs> i wish we knew more than just the word meal like if it was breakfast or lunch or dinner well i'm gonna tell you a little bit more oh um so the first report was uh nearly 30 years ago a tour guide was doing some cleaning in one of the kitchens when she Hold smelled up. if i were a tour guide and they were like you gotta clean i'd be like no i don't think so well I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but it's like 4.2 acres of house, 4.5 acres of house. Everybody's got to clean all hands gotta, on deck. Got to pitch in. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm but I agree. Saying. No, I agree. Um, so like, I give two hours. I talk to the people. Somebody else cleans us. I can't. T- these fingers cannot be damaged by cleaning. They have to point and present. <laughs> 
<laughs> they can't have Ajax and bleach on them. That's right. Do people still use Ajax? Is that a thing? I... What is that? Am I making that up? Nope, that's a thing. That's I my reference to Andrew Jackson. I what? Oh God. <laughs> All right. So this tour guide. So she smelled warm chicken soup cooking. Oh. Um, this note says, keep in mind, the kitchens, there are six, in that part of the house hadn't been used in decades. Six kitchens. Six kitchens. Well, you've got to walk all of that land. You've got to stop for a snack. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'd have to, like, minimally stock each kitchen. Oh, God. I would think mostly dry goods. I would think, like, yeah, granola bars, fruit snacks. <laughs> <laughs> some kind of power bar to like give you energy to yeah. get across some um, cheddar uh goldfish we should we should definitely counter steps when we do this <gasps> oh my god yeah yeah my Fitbit's gonna go crazy it's gonna really enjoy it yeah um a few months later a different tour guide reported the same experience this one didn't have to clean <laughs> That was her different experience. Right. <laughs> well, she was actually giving a tour, and the whole tour reported the same thing. Did the, did the tourists have to clean? Um, they, they did, yeah, everybody's handed like a, they have like a feather duster. This is part of it. This is part of it. <laughs> but everybody get on your knees. They like have like things attached to them. All hands on deck. This place is huge. Um, the, this tour guide reported seeing hot steam rising in the into the air and a feeling of war- of warmth when she when she passed her hand over the spot, just as if a large pot of soup were cooking. So what I can gather from this is that a comforting warm meal is chicken soup. Oh. For the soul. Shit. I, uh, I saw your face about to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like those books. I never read those. Did you ever read those? No. no. What are they about? <laughs> I've so, finally summoned... Are you joking? I finally summoned the courage to ask. Because <laughs> I've never cared. <laughs> they're clearly about chicken soup recipes. Oh, okay. That's no, they're thought. like, I believe, and I haven't read one, but I believe they're like um, cloying uh, stories about like, um, like with, with maybe a religious spiritual oh, yeah, okay. backing. All right. And so it's like chicken soup for the mom. And it's just like kind of sweet little precious. Well, here's the thing. I've never liked chicken soup. So yeah, I don't like chicken soup either. I, it's whatever. I don't like it. Um, By the way, uh, Chicken Soup for the Soul is a sponsor of High Spirits Chicago Podcast, so um, thank thank you. (laughs) All right. We got a lot of ground to cover. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Just like the Winchester Mansion. All these pages. Um, So there is probably some resonant energy hanging out there. (gasps) Yeah. What's your favorite? It is. Um, So with all the changes, it's into the house constantly happening um, it's not surprising that nearly every room was something else at some point. Mm-hmm. So that means that there are unlikely events that have transpired. So, um, one instance was, uh, th- there was a tour happening and, um, uh, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Sorry. Um, there, there was a tour happening, and um, somebody on the tour um, asked the guide if he ever felt uncomfortable in the room. And he was like, uh, sometimes, um, I guess, why? And she was like, well, there's a lot of violence in here. And he was like, no, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. And she was like, no, you can feel it, but um, you don't know what it is. And she explained that she could see past events. 
So, um, what is that? Not post precog? No, postcog? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but she'd said that a terrible fight had taken place in the room. And she wasn't clear what had happened, but um, she said that uh, there were two men that were, she thought that they had like quarreled before because what she saw was that one of the men just walked right up to the other guy and punched him square in the face. Um, and the other guy that got hit grabbed some kind of sharp tool and started swinging it around. And she said, I think he cut up the other guy pretty bad. Maybe he didn't live. I don't know. But all of the bad en- energy is balled up in this room. Huh. Yeah. So Construction workers. Mm-hmm. Right. Or contractors. Or contractors. Fighting over a lady, probably. No doubt. <laughs> probably one. <laughs> probably that hot maid. <laughs> what was there a hot maid? I don't know. I'm assuming. She had like a... An army as a staff, like, she had all these people working for her. So you don't know what kind of sex is happening in that house. That house was full (laughs) of sex and stories and... (laughs) You know that's the only way to get my attention. I know. There was so... Oh, wait. I'm like, wait, where's all this sex? My stories always have sex. There had to have been so much... So many people getting it on in that house, except for Sarah Winchester, who was like... She's probably like kicking people out of rooms because she's San like, Jose. "This is the room I sleep in tonight. You're gonna have to take your business elsewhere." Yeah. In San Jose, they'd they'd speak in code. They'd say, "Take me down to Bone Town," <laughs> and that just meant contracting for Sarah Winchester, <laughs> right? Take me to the mansion. Um, so uh, for um. For most of the last 80 years, the main basement has remained locked and inaccessible to visitors and employees, but they finally opened it a few years ago um, because clearly the people who run this place are only about making money off of it, Mm -hmm. um, which kind of upsets me a little bit, but I guess what else is it there for? Um, So they started a new tour called the Behind the Scenes Tour, Um, so it takes them into some of the lesser um, travel uh, rooms in the house and it goes into this basement and um, the tour guides um, wait what sorry so the tour <laughs> so it was it had built up like so much dust and stuff down oh, there God. they had the tour guides like go in and clean it and it took them weeks and it, or no, it took them several months to completely clear out the, um, the room and like all of the, like the, or the basement and all the space because there were so many underground rooms and hallways. And during that time, tour guides reported encountering someone they'd never met. He wore workman's coveralls and pushed a wheelbarrow. Ew. Um, many of them re- assumed that he was part of a restoration crew that works full time to preserve and repair the mansion. But um, one of the guides asked the tour manager who it was, probably the same tour manager who's completely clueless about people. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the tour manager was like, nope, nobody, don't know. God. Um, yeah, uh, so that fits no one's description. That is a ghost. <laughs> and Thank you so much for this, cleaning the Winchester this mansion. This tour manager is just, like, fucking with everybody. She's, yeah. like, going back to her office and is like, <laughs> Oh, like, you think this place is haunted? Um, uh, no one can see it, but uh, Noel just did a Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> <laughs> Complete with hands next to the face. <laughs> totally did. Um, 
they were like, but he had a he had dark hair and a mustache. He was wearing white coveralls. Had to be one of us, <laughs> right? That's, we um, get a mustache when we right <laughs> when but we get our coveralls. We kind of kept pushing it, and uh, basically, short story uh, or long story short, they just kept seeing this dude, and so they just kept seeing him like push the wheel wheelbarrow back and forth. That's kind of fun. Yeah. So um, there is so that's. That's it for, like, the ghost stuff. Here is another theory about the house. I love it. I'm so excited. I haven't heard this, so... Yeah, so this is interesting, and I also had not heard this before. Um, I found this on a website called The Truth About the Winchester House. Oh, is that connected to Breitbart? Possibly. (laughs) Okay. Unconfirmed. (laughs) But I think this is actually a really interesting theory. No, I know. I'm, I I was about to make another joke, and I, I, but I want to take it seriously. So a lot of times when I go to websites like this, I do it just because I'm like, this is ridiculous, and I just want to see the other side of it, but I never really buy into it. And this was the first time where I was like, oh, this carries a little bit of weight. Hmm. Um, you could clean up your website a little bit, make it look a little bit more legit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but this is a very interesting theory. Yeah, so while we're out there, just public service announcement to anybody who runs anything that's sort of like in the haunted vein of website. My God, the amount of black background and white or yellow font. Not okay. What are you doing? It's not okay. Stop it's it. It's very hard on the eyes. Stop it. Um, <laughs> and please don't add like a green or pink font color as well. Especially the, the, the one that flashes. Right. And if you're going to... Oh, Yeah. Don't uh, do any flashing, like the GeoCities websites. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and also, your bedsheet ghost? No. Uh-huh. It's not okay. Um, if you want to be respected and considered legitimate... You can't have a bedsheet ghost? Get a real ghost on there. I don't know. Um, there's your PSA for today. All right. <laughs> so, according to this website... I'm, I think the bedsheet ghost should have a resurgence. I'm into it. All right. That's all. Okay. No one stop fighting with me in public. It's so embarrassing. When we fight, it's just... <laughs> I know. True guys, carnage. I'm really sorry about this. <laughs> um, so... It just got so ugly in here. <laughs> the tension. You can cut it with a knife. Um, so, prior to this, it was believed, like... So, like I said before, um, there is a seance room. And I believe that the seance room is in the center of the house. Um, and it was, um, used frequently. And like Sarah would have, like I talked about before, she would have conferences with the spirits. That's how she talked about it. Like she was very open to all of this. Like she lived with them. This was her life. Um, now the other side of it is that she was not a spiritualist. Um, and that these are only stories that were made up by the owners of the mansion to draw in tourists. Um, a friend of Sarah's claimed that she'd never seen a medium. She had never, um, she, she was just kind of eccentric and she was building this house because it's what she wanted to do. And she had all of this money. And the argument is that if she was that upset about people dying from, um, their rifles, why did she continue to collect the money from it? Why didn't she sell the business? Why didn't she stop making the rifles? Um, and I think that's a really, really good argument to be made. Mm-hmm. Um, unless she wanted to collect ghosts, which is another thing. But anyway, moving on. So, 
this this website claims that the house actually um, is a, an elaborate puzzle and that she left behind a mountain of clues. So, um, oh my fucking. I know you just, yeah, you're reading my notes. I'm sorry, but I'm so into it. I know. I was like, when I was reading this, I was like, Jay's going to love this. Oh my God. I love, well, we've already talked about this when Noelle was mocking me one day, but I love puzzles and I love. So I think that this is really fascinating and I want to learn so much more about this because I think this is super cool. So, um, there is evidence that shows that she identified with Francis Bacon and saw herself as a reincarnation of him. Um, <laughs> so, um, the spider webs in the 13th, you mean actually, William Shakespeare. Well, wait, oh, wait, so, I'm sorry. Uh, bacon symbols and numeric cipher codes is displayed throughout the grand ballroom, particularly in the Shakespearean windows. Girl. What? So like base, like bacon, she was a Freemason because okay. ladies can be Freemasons y'all. Um, some of them, if you have the money, <laughs> it takes, it takes uh, rifle money to become a Freemason. Right. If you had the money, you could be a Freemason. Sure. So she was involved in the Freemasons, which is again, like when I was talking about her being independent, uh-huh. that was a thing. Okay. And she was a Rosicrucian, which, yep. okay. Um, so the seance room they're saying was actually Rosicrucian, a Rosicrucian sanctum where is a special place where she would practice meditation. Okay. Um, so, um, there are Masonic symbol. There's Masonic Masonic symbolism all throughout the house, um, like twin Masonic pillars known as boas and yakin. I think. Uh, don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, to the so-called switchback staircase, um, which literally doubles Masonically as the winding staircase and Jacob's ladder. Ladder. Um, and then there is the 711 staircase representing the Masonic fork in the road. Um, also there are patterns in the architecture, architectural fabric of Mrs. Winchester's house. They reveal an emphasis on certain Kabbalistic numbers utilized by Francis Bacon and his mentor, John D. They're the same numbers. John D. Oh yeah. my God. You're going way back. I love it. These, I know this is like. <laughs> I really want to learn about this because I think this is really fascinating. By the way, like, now that you're into, like, uh, uh, all this Anglophile stuff and all this, like, Elizabethan mm-hmm. sort of court and intrigue, I'm like, oh, yeah. I know. I freaking love Francis Bacon stuff. Like, I when yeah. I read this today, I was like, what? And I don't have enough time to find more about this. Um, so we might have to also, come back to this. Uh, Noel just threw her hands above her head. <laughs> Like like an actual uh, cartoon Kathy. <laughs> Mondays are the worst. <laughs> What's her boyfriend's name in that? Does she have a boyfriend? Yeah. Oh, I don't really. And he's such a schlub and she can't lock it down. I don't know. I really hate Kathy. <laughs> Who doesn't? It's terrible. Like, Kathy hates herself. Ugh, the worst. So, um, she's just a microcosm of uh, what it's like to be a female in the patriarchy. Preach. <laughs> So here's more about 13. Uh, uh-huh. 13 is the most significant number of, um, oh wait, cause we're talking about, okay. <laughs> so it's the most important prime number in the famous Fibonacci sequence. It is also the code number for the name Sarah Party Winchester and Shakespeare. What the fuck? What? 
Furthermore, Sarah Winchester made extensive use of the encryption techniques devised by D and Bacon. <sighs> this is crazy. It's I'm looking at this. This is like the uh, so Da Vinci Code, but this for that the, big house. Yeah. So, like, this dude really broke it out. And there's, like, books about this. We have to find out more information because this is fascinating. Now, in addition to this, there is focus on the fourth dimension, which is the spatial dimension. Um, which was very popular at the time <laughs> amongst people like M.C. Matt Escher and Lewis Carroll. What are you doing? I'm trying not to read your notes. At oh, I know. Time. You're reading. I know. So, so like, this is, like, this is how annoying I am. I'm literally reading her notes upside down and getting excited beforehand. So, so think about this. Like, so you look at an M.C. Escher painting where there are staircases and doors that go to nowhere. And this house is basically a giant M.C. Escher painting. Or somebody like Lewis Carroll, who wrote Alice in Wonderland, who breaks all of these dimensional walls where um, people are falling through doors and things don't exist. Like, you open things and it's a whole other dimension or place. And, like, it's amazing. So, <laughs> um, so for example, her many upside-down pillars are indistinguishable from right-side-up, but... Um, and then, like, stairs and doors leading to seemingly solid walls become portals leading us to the transcendent realm of the fourth spatial dimension. So, the same higher dimensional dynamics are at play with skylight that is purposefully embedded into one of the mansion's floors. Um, so, the, the thought with this, like, the theory behind this is that um, it's kind of like where Einstein based the uh, theory of relativity, at the Winchester from, house? Well, they're thinking that she kind of, like, had cracked this code and that she was actually a genius and had, like, worked this all out and was doing it, like, through her, through her house. Uh, it's the most fucked up old lady theory I've ever heard in my entire life, it's and I love everything about it. Awesome and really, really cool, and I that's, like, all I have on it right now, but I want to know so much more because oh I think God. it's fascinating. So she thought she was the reincarnated spirit of um, Francis Bacon. Oh my God! Yes, right. Super cool. I have I have like goosebumps right now. I like love thinking it. about it because it's just like such an interesting theory. Um, this is not corroborated in any way. Like I have no <laughs> proof that any of this is true. But I love this theory so much, and I know this is kind of like breaking away from ghosts a little bit, but not really because it's reincarnation. Um. And this shit is really fucking interesting. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, we need to learn more about this. Though. Yeah, we do. For Even sure. if it's just for our own personal benefit, we need to know everything about this because it's so freaking cool. Yeah. I mean, interdimensionality is extremely fascinating. Right. And it also, I mean, like. Well, it, that feeds into like the greys and like we're alien abduction because there's. Sure. Well, and also it feeds into. Um, uh ayahuasca and the idea of um many natives <laughs> i'm nodding like everybody you're not but you but like <laughs> yeah um they do like once once you take something that is like a um uh that that a psychedelic mm -hmm. i can't think of another word for it but that's what i'll say um there there are interesting things that can happen i mean the, the rules and restrictions of the brain as we know it are now gone and so what people don't realize is that um, that which we see with our eyes that determined the beginning and end of something actually it, uh, isn't right. Right. So you and I are in the ghost studio and we're looking at a wall mm -hmm. to us. That wall is solid inside of that wall lives a series of 
uh, insects and um, space between. Mm -hmm. And um, if we put a microscope up to it, we would see um, all the different membrane. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like um, even the discovery of the atom kind of going back to sort of the science of all this stuff is like, Oh, the, the limitation of what the eye can see is not the end. Mm-hmm. This is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. Good for fucking Sarah. Yeah. Like, this is really, really cool stuff. Sorry to go off on a metaphysical tangent. I apologize. <laughs> no, 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 no. But, I mean, it, it's it's really, really fascinating info. And, like, we there's nothing like this during our time right now. Man. There's no one like this who's doing anything like this. And well, maybe there is. There could be. That's true. And we don't know. We don't know. They're doing it on a smaller scale, maybe where they're not like utilizing all of this land and space, but maybe they're, you know, building it in some other way Um, through the interweb, perhaps. Maybe. That could be a thing. But yeah, so um, that's it. Like, it's, I think she's a really fascinating woman. I, I would actually like to know more about her. There's not really that much about her out there. A lot of it's about the house, the house, mm-hmm. the work she did. Um, rumor has it is that when she did die, she had squandered most of her, her fortune on the house, which is, so fine. there was not much. Left. She didn't really have anyone to leave it to. No, she didn't really have anything. She left it to, like I said, her niece and slash. And you can't secretary. take it with you. Might as well. Right. Spend it. Spend spend, right. spend, 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 spend. But you think about all the assets within that house, yeah. like millions and millions of dollars in there. So yeah, that's the Winchester mansion, um, in San Jose, California. Go schedule a tour. We're going to do it sometime. Yeah, we're going to go. I really I'm going to sit go. in the seance room and think about, uh, Kabbalistic, uh, number 13 and channel mm-hmm. Francis Bacon. I'm yeah, really man. excited. Yeah. That's going to happen. Well, ladies and gentlemen, um, you have been listening to high spirits. Uh, I am Jay Stagman. This is my best pal. Noel Schmidt. Tonight, she has been drinking... The Boda Brick Cabernet. It'll sail through a window. That's right. <laughs> um, and I am sponsored by Daisy Cutter, a.k.a. Daisy Cooter, one of the finest uh, beverages here in Chicago. Um, that's it for us tonight. And uh, Noelle just has one last horrible thing to say to you. Sweet dreams. Uh-oh.